0: Let me entertain you. No,
1: seven, five, four, three, four, one. <laughs> Go, all 5, Look we look Look the
0: clock is started. Roger, zero, okay, T- and I feel fine. Just really so I'm the podcast is being invited.
1: so
2: the
0: Hello and welcome to episode seven of Let Me Entertain You, where I take you inside the minds of musical theatre. This podcast was recorded at the media call for Saturday Night Fever, the new musical from John Frost, making its Sydney premiere exclusively at the Lyric Theatre. Based on the original film that starred John Travolta, Saturday Night Fever the Musical is a new production, reimagined, to include more music and more dancing. In fact, there are 27 song and dance numbers packed with disco hits, including The Bee Gees' Staying Alive, How Deep Is Your Love, Night Fever, Tragedy, and More Than A Woman. The musical also has been adapted for Australian audiences. Marcia Hines stars in a role written especially for her, Estella, the diva of the discotheque, and performs two of her original disco hits, Your Love Still Brings Me to My Knees, and the song You. Dave Skelton, the musical director, has also rearranged most of the BG songs into four part harmonies, sung by four star vocalists on stage. I sat down and had a delightful interview with Natalie Conway and Nana Matapule two of the four star vocalists, and had an insightful chat with Stephen May, who plays the character role of Tony's paint shop boss and Frank Jr. Natalie Conway is making her professional musical theatre debut and Nana Matapule returns to the Sydney Lyric Theatre for a second time, having played one of the drifters in Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Saturday Night Fever will see Stephen May return to the Sydney Lyric Theatre stage for a fourth time. He launched his professional career in the production of Miss Saigon, played Kinnicky and Grease, and Brad in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I can't wait for you to hear more about my guests. Without further ado, the cast of Saturday Night Fever. Natalie Conway Nana Metapule and Stephen May.
3: One, 2 Go and dry love.
0: Hi, well, we are here at the actual media call for Saturday Night Fever. And I am here with two stars. I've got Natalie Conway and Nana Matapule, who are both star vocalists in the show. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 So we've sat in the audience. we've, We've watched the whole cast do three separate huge numbers. I know you've got a blanket around you, Natalie. How are you feeling after that number? Um,
1: I feel good. It's early in the morning to be <laughs> doing such an energetic number, I think. But, uh, yeah, there's a, bit of, there's a few germs, a bit of cold and flu going around the cast at the moment. So we're just keeping warm and just keeping healthy.
0: Yeah. I can honestly see your costumes and I'm blown away. Nana, can you describe your outfit?
3: So my outfit is very 70s, um, I've got some flared pants on, I've got a leopard print shirt and a vest that goes over the top of the uh, shirt. That's for my f- first act and then the second act I've got a uh, sparkly bedazzled jacket that goes over the top of the ensemble to, uh, to top it off.
1: And you, Natalie? Um, I am also continuing the leopard print theme uh, with a leopard print kind of, what you call it? A jumpsuit, halter neck jumpsuit. It's got some crystal beading at the top, and um, yes, it. It's very fitted, (laughs) very 70s as well.
0: It is very 70s. I was interested, um, I did a bit of research on the actual film itself because the sort of the 70s period was sort of coming to an end, in particular with the white suit, they had to actually really go to Trash and Treasure to find outfits like that. So these obviously are made directly for you?
1: Yes, Yes. yeah, all the costumes have been made, um, made and measured to each individual cast member from scratch. So, very lucky.
0: Now, Natalie, if people don't know who you are, you actually come through on X Factor back in, I think it was 2015?
1: Yeah, so I've been um, singing for about the past 15 years. I'm a... I'm signed to Universal Music, I'm a singer and a songwriter, I'm also a DJ, I write pop electronic music, and I've been singing in clubs and all around the world for years and years. Um, I don't have anything to do with musical theatre, this is my first musical, and I'd say the two worlds are very separate, so I don't imagine that anyone in the musical theatre world would actually know who I am,
0: so this is a first for me and a first for them as well. And one thing I really loved cuz I was a big fan back then and I worked a little behind the scenes but you also did audition for Simon Cow and Rita Ora if I remember.
1: Oh, I did. I forgot about that actually. Yeah, I um that was part of the that X Factor series and I yeah, we went to London for one of the stages of the audition process, I, as I recall. And yes, that's right, Rita Ora and Simon Cowell there. I actually forgot about that.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're here on a media call and this is your first musical, so can I ask you in perspective, what was more terrifying, auditioning in front of Simon Cowell or right now, opening up a show on your first musical?
1: Um, I don't want to disappoint the listeners, but... Um, I've definitely found auditioning internationally in front of those two people a lot more intimidating than this. I'm currently sitting here in a blanket feeling very sleepy
0: and very comfortable so maybe the theatre suits me. (laughs) Because one thing you also have in common. no, nana no, didn 't you also work on cruise ships so you 're used to entertaining as well big crowds,
3: yeah, this is correct, yeah, I started off my career actually as a dancer on cruise ships, yeah, so I started as a dancer, Did you? yeah, I danced, I didn't for, even yeah, know that. I danced for many years, um, and then someone decided to let me open my mouth and sing something <laughs> when I got <laughs> so yeah, it was nice to. Um, because singing was my first love, you know, singing at church and I, I always sang growing up and I had a very musical family so it was sort of weird to go away and dance first as a first professional geek. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nice to be uh, able to share these songs and, and sing every night with such um, great singers, Pauline, Bobby and, yeah. and Nat.
0: Yeah. And you, Nana, you've come through from NIDA yes. and back on the stage.
3: Yes, this is correct. Um, I was last seen on Beautiful the Carol King musical, and um, very similar to Saturday Night Fever, had some great songs um, that everybody knows. Um, it's nice to be able to be a part of another show with such iconic hits. Um, and really Saturday night fever is a big party so the songs come ready to party like bring your girlfriends bring your boyfriend um <laughs> have a couple of drinks and just yeah be ready to boogie along to the, the tunes really
0: i saw you performing um let me think i think it was rent where you played collins and angelique who was also in the same production is also in the show
3: mm-hmm. um do you know what that Rent was probably one of the best experiences, but scariest experiences of my life because like to sing on stage is like, I can do that with my eyes closed, but to have to talk, even talking to you right now, I'm like shaking and nervous. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're yeah, I'm you're not, I'm just nervous, not, I'm not a talker, but I get so nervous talking as opposed to singing <laughs> you know you're or dancing. Mean. I know, I know, exactly. <laughs> I know, but yes, yeah. I was, I, I think that was my first sort of professional sort of gig in Sydney was rent, yeah.
0: Natalie, your song went top three of the Shazam chart.
3: Everybody's Free?
0: Oh, yeah,
1: that was a couple of singles ago. That was actually when I was still signed to Sony. And, um, yeah, I did a cover of Everybody's Free, which it actually was my audition song for the X Factor. And then I had the idea of um, trying to, uh, because I've always loved club music, to try and make a new kind of pop, radio friendly version of it so yeah I flew to the UK and recorded
0: it and with a really amazing producer and yeah it went really well. well Is that the same song that was chosen as the 2017 Mardi Gras song? Yeah yeah I, it certainly
1: was You're, you've done your research <laughs> yeah and then I was very lucky as well my next single song that I wrote the following year was also the theme song for um uh, for Mardi Gras. And in fact, I just realized that actually, Everybody's Free was also, remember the very first Married at First Sight? I, I didn't even watch that season then, but actually, Everybody's Free was um, the theme song for the ads for that as well, which is hilarious. <laughs> now, if you actually think about Everybody's Free to Feel Good and what's happening on Married at First Sight,
3: <laughs> it doesn't really it doesn't line up. Melt. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would be appropriate now. <laughs>
0: Nana, you've just come from, like you said, Beautiful, where it was a period piece. You're now jumping into this, Saturday Night Fever, set in the 70s.
3: (laughs) I'm loving it. To be honest, I have to fall in love with the songs, like firstly, um, to enjoy um, a show. Um, And I remember this sort of coming out as a brief last year. and, And the first thing I thought was, while I was still on Beautiful, was... I enjoy the songs, I'm going to give it a crack and see if, if um, you know, I can be a part of the show, Unfortunately, I was, so yeah.
0: Do you remember what you auditioned with?
3: Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I sang How Deep Is Your Love, and um, I think from the very first audition, um, you could just tell there was a warmth and there was... Um, there was a nice sort of feeling in the room, and, and I uh, sensed that they liked me from the from the get go. But you never know how it goes, and yeah, fortunately enough, I was chosen to be a part of the uh, show.
0: And you, Natalie, do you remember your audition? I do. I sang um,
1: "I Never Can Say Goodbye" by Gloria Gaynor, because they said just choose a song, for, like a, a disco song, which and I love I love that song so. Yeah, I I not I've never really had to except for that time we did the X Factor. I've never auditioned for anything like this before, so I didn't really know how to read them if they liked it or not. Um, I just waited till I got the call back, and then the call back after that, and then I was like, oh, I got the job. That's good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And there are so many songs here for Saturday night fever. I mean the music is absolutely terrific. I said you've just performed three separate songs on stage. The last one, Inferno. Disco Inferno. Inferno. That was hot. <laughs> and I got told that that's not the only big dance number. Is that right? Oh, that there, yeah, there's
1: lots. It's it's mainly dancing. <laughs> there's only I think there's there's really only two oh three ballads slow songs in the show and you heard one of them today mm. and then two other slow ones but every other song is up upbeat yeah so the cast is dancing their little butts off and we're singing our our lungs out and
0: it's good. I can also imagine that because it's BGs and you're looking at a lot of harmonies was it very difficult for you all to come together?
3: Um, I think this is the genius work of uh, Dave Skelton, our music director, he just sort of heard the four voices separately. Yeah. We'd never sung before um, together collectively, and so um, coming together in the room, you know, with four completely separate voices, we it was actually quite... Um, nice to hear it all come together yeah. and blend the bl- our blend is actually quite nice isn't it yeah. Nat? Is yeah, I think so
1: yeah. I, re- I really think so and um, it was funny because obviously we didn't know who the other people were for the roles, we didn't know what parts we'd be singing and um the first time I met the guys was actually a sort of a preview performance, like a media performance we did very early on when nothing it was just it was just one or two songs and I literally walked in in the morning, we all learnt the song we 'd all never heard each other 's voices, never sang together, learnt it that morning, performed that night and yeah again like like Nana said testament to Dave Skelton the music director cuz he has a must have a very good ear for yes.
0: predicting how voices are going to work together cuz yeah he nailed it. It does. It absolutely sounds fantastic and of course you must imagine that's what people are going to judge you on can you all collectively sing BG's. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's magnificent. And Nana, are you a fan of BG's?
3: Can I be honest? I'm, like, down low, a very big fan. thought oh, <laughs> oh, you were like, I'm down low, like, a zero out I like, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, like, a huge Bee Gees fan, and that was um, something that was played in my household growing up. So, mm. yeah, definitely. And, mm. like, Mum and Dad come in to see this. They're just, they, I mean, this is their music, so yeah. very happy. Yeah. And they can't wait to get in and see it, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. Do
0: you have a favourite song?
3: How Deep Is Your Love? Because it's what got me the gig. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you Natalie, do you have a favorite song oh
1: um i mean i can't I just can't resist that baseline in um staying alive to be honest I'm a big fan of of bass lines from all my you know from DJing and producing music and that sort of thing so yeah I just can't go
0: past that really. Did you know the background of the movie was actually made from an article from the New York Times called The Tribal Rights of the New Saturday Night. Nana what do you normally do on a Saturday night if you're not performing?
3: Can I be really? honest? My tri- I'm very boring <coughs> and I'm and I'm very like, like... <laughs> <stuff> or... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm normally at home with a glass of red watching something on TV. Yeah, that's me <laughs> on a Saturday night.
0: What do you normally watch?
3: Um at the moment I'm into Pose. It's a, it's a new TV series about the transgender gay sort of movement in the yeah. 80s. Um yeah good series about the houses of um the voguing houses in new york city so that's that's yeah that's it's and the music is really good it's actually really similar to this so yeah
0: yeah. and you natalie um
1: i've pretty much been gigging consistently for like the last (laughs) 10 years so me having a saturday night off i hasn't happened in i maybe about 10 years i'm usually always working but um so i make up for it on maybe monday tuesday wednesday Thursday (laughs) yeah having a wine and just hanging out with my husband and our dogs and yeah I have a horse so I try and I usually like to get to bed early so I can get up and go ride the horse and
0: yeah so for the people that don't really understand you are feature singers that sing kind of like kind of like a Greek chorus would you say to sort of push the show along
3: yeah, we, we're we basically the soundtrack to what like, happens yeah. on stage. Is that yeah, right, Nat? We are, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: we are the soundtrack. I mean, there is no ensemble singing on stage. There, are, it, it, it is just the four of us singing every single song the entire time and that was a conscious decision made so that Every single harmony was absolutely nailed. Every blend was nailed, so that it really is as true to the original sound as possible. And it that lets the dancers concentrate on the dancing, and that be spectacular. And then it lets us concentrate on the the music, and let that be the best it can be. I like the narrators. Yeah. We are the, we are, you know, they're on their, you know, doing their thing. But we, I feel, we're the actual sound of the whole show.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's such a complex story. Do you find that even though you are sort of on the peripheral but still on stage and obviously helping the storyline, do you find that you still get entangled into what's happening on stage with the actors?
3: Yeah, of course. Um, I think when, especially when you're singing a ballad and something quite... You know traumatic or sad is happening yeah you of course you know you show your emotion and you help sort of that story carry across in the way you sing the song um if we're in a club it's high energy it's yeah it's entertaining and it's um it's fun do you know what I mean so yes yes most definitely
0: it, it seems like a lot of responsibility because you're there for the low moments and you're there picking everyone up for the high moments would you say
3: Yes, so we, we're actually the hardest-working people on that stage, yeah. then. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. Otherwise, it would just be a silent movie. <laughs>
0: people that don't obviously understand anything about Saturday Night Fever, can you give us a wrap, Natalie? Do you, what, what do you think? Why would people come and see this show? Well, you're asking a person that's never... Seen, gone to a musical before, and who's never been in one.
1: Um, well, I, I, I'm biased now because I'm in it. So I I would say come to it because it's honestly like what is theatre? What is, is this is entertainment? I feel it's a form of escapism. Why do we go to these things? Why do we watch TV? Why do we listen to music? Why do we go out clubbing? It's to just escape what's going on in our lives and forget our problems and just enjoy and have fun, immerse ourselves in someone else's problems for a while and just have fun. I, I definitely feel this musical, it is on the lighter, the lighter side. So you will, you will just come. And you will just enjoy and have fun, and you don't have to be some die-hard fan of the BGS. You will know a lot of the songs, and it still it still stays true to the old, where, where while still being modernised. So, I, I think I honestly just think it just will make you feel happy. <laughs> just come.
3: I'm. I'm going to agree with Nat. Yeah, just come along for. Um, well. If you want to have some fun and, yeah. and get out of the house, why not come to the theater and experience something like this? It's like Nat said, it's taking a classic story and it's modernizing it, but you know, it's not too far removed from its original. Um, but yeah, definitely come for a fun night out and just yeah, just to escape.
1: I know. You're, I never went to the theater before yeah. this. I just I was a movie goer. Yeah. Movies yes. are boring compared to the <laughs> theater now. Like I have to keep reminding myself when I'm sitting in here in rehearsals and watching them. I'm like. I'm not watching a movie, like they're living, breathing up there, doing that in front of me as I sit here eating my popcorn, (laughs) they are sweating their butts off, like it's, and everything is happening live, like that's pretty incredible.
0: Mm. I've just watched three songs, it is so high energy, I think that's what people don't understand, it's very dance based. You had one preview last night, and I heard that was a standing ovation.
1: Yeah, it, it was, I don't know. Unless they were just standing up to leave early, but I, they didn't. They didn't leave. <laughs> they stood there clapping. <laughs> I'm still unfamiliar with this. I'm like, are they going to get a drink or are they liking it?
0: <laughs> All the theatre jargon you're going to have to learn, Natalie. I know. Oh, trust
1: me. I've learned how to do pin curls, put fake eyelashes on, wear a wig. <laughs> yeah, every day is learning. <laughs> do
0: you know chookers?
1: I have learnt that. Yes, and it's yeah, I have. not Learned that. and then, <laughs> Not to say the Scottish play? The no, I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: the Scottish um, Shakespeare play, you're not allowed to say it's bad, bad luck? No. Did you not know that? Oh. oh quick, probably, quick, I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell you what it is because I can't tell you. Okay. Well, outside what, the What maybe. You can't tell us why? Oh, yeah, it's bad luck. Okay. Well, what happens
1: when that play gets performed?
0: You so refer to it as the Scottish play. It's not a musical, it's a play. But what so about
1: when they print the program?
0: They <laughs> do. <laughs> <I can't, laughs>
1: if you can't say the name of it. Is, do, it like they, they, they,
2: is it. Is it like prints? Is it just they, they, a
1: symbol? You know who I'm talking about, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, they say you, but in a theatre, you you're not allowed to ever say the title of, of the Shakespeare play. And if you do, there's certain things you have to, like have to shout, spit, swear, run around the theatre three times oh, and come back here, otherwise it's like a curse. And you're not supposed to um, whistle inside the theatre either. Yes. Oh really? Like wolf yeah.
1: whistle? Like, yeah, that's yeah. Backstage, you're
2: not allowed to, like, whistle. Oh, that's
0: good. I can't whistle. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you so much, you. and um, I really appreciate your time, Nana Matapole and Natalie, Natalie Conway, and Stephen. At the
1: end,
0: we'll <laughs> and Stephen's oh, going to be thing. next. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> it was so nice. Thank you so thank much, you. and you look fantastic in your outfit. Thank thank you. I can't wait to see the show. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. I am sitting in. Let me think. I think we're in row. Would you say G? G. G. Having a good old look back on the stage, I am with Stephen May. And you are playing Frank Jr. in Saturday Night Fever. And for the people that don't know
2: who Frank Jr. is. So Frank Jr. is the older brother of Tony. He has just come back to the family. You see him in the show and he's just left the priesthood. And he sort of, yeah, made a bit of a fuss within the family. He was, there was their pride and joy. But now, you know, Tony's the bad boy. But now they look at both of them and think, oh, okay, so who's the bad boy here? Neither one of them are, but yeah, it's part of the story.
0: I remember that from the movie, and I actually really love that dynamic, because in the movie you see, you know, I haven't seen the stage show, so I've I've got to refer to that, even though it is based on the movie, but there is such a dynamic between these brothers, because Tony feels like he doesn't belong, and he doesn't feel like he's supported, and you are the golden boy. Mm. How is that played on stage? Is that similar?
2: Yeah, there's scenes with um, Tony and mum and dad, so to speak, and... uh, it is painted that yeah Frank is the golden child, but when he comes back and sort of declares that he's leaving the priesthood, there is that uncertainty of okay so what what do we have as a family if we don't have that? Oh. Um, and being Catholic, it was so important. But um, yeah, I think coming from the 70s and that working class Brooklyn uh, Italian family, you know they they pride themselves on who they are, but you know having someone in the priesthood, well that that's exceptional. So what do they have now? In the neighbourhood that puts them above the rest uh, and so you know seeing tony that he's sort of still a young boy and um trying to just go to the disco all the time seems to be like well, why are you wasting your time but for him it's an expression of movement and dance and um who he is as a person so yeah coming to see frank jr's role in there it's quite interesting to sort of see the two brothers go well they both grew up in the same place uh, they just had different paths so yeah it's an interesting story.
0: Is there a song at all or is it more just dialogue of how that plays up on stage because I believe that's really the catalyst because Tony he's he's got a dead-end job he looks at the bridge and he wants to just go over to Manhattan he wants to escape from his life and I think there's that moment with the brothers and he realizes that it's okay even though he's not accepted with the family but it kind of gives him the catalyst to say I'm gonna go. Is that something that gets done on stage?
2: Yeah yeah I think and it's why it's quite interesting for me to play the role is that there is a story within Saturday Night Fever and it's not just about the songs and it's not just about the dancing and I think that's why it stands a testament of time that there is a, a beautiful story of trying to find identity of who you are and that carries to 2019 because everyone you know it's quite um poignant right now because people have gone I want everything and then you're like actually what about yourself do you love yourself do you take care of yourself and stop trying to be an, a product of someone else or look at what's around you. Social media makes you think, oh, I should be this way, I should be that way or an idea of what people were like in the 70s is completely different to what we are now Mm. and it's okay to be different. Mm. It's okay to make change or... um, you know, growing up, you do need to find yourself quickly in a way, but at the same time, you still need a time to grow up. Even in your 30s, you need to grow up.
0: And, and isn't that such an interesting when, um, situation when it comes to the character? Because Frank Jr., of all things, he's a priest, and he is revered in his family, and Tony feels like he's not as good as his brother. And there's that moment where the brother Frank Jr. says, I'm leaving the priesthood.
2: Yeah, that's right. He said maybe if um you know, you've left the priest sort I'm not the black sheep of the family anymore. And they're both sitting there. Frank's in his priest outfit and Tony's dressed in his disco gear and, and you think look at them, they're both at the same point in their life just trying to find themselves again. So, um great parallels of of two brothers growing up but completely different worlds.
0: Did you do a lot of backstory into this character?
2: Yeah, I'm um, there's Growing up within, in the Brooklyn world in the '70s, I did a lot of research on how they were living in the, the poverty depression um, the brooklyn wasn 't the Brooklyn we know now um, there was there was a lot of a lot of war going on within politics it was sort of coming from that creation of music as well. there was a lot of tr- you could express yourself through music and that was getting released um, The priesthood i mean i 'm I'm ser- I'm not religious in any way, but so I had to sort of dive into that world and understand why that was an option
0: did you imagine or did you work out a backstory of what happens with this character because we don't know what happens after that
2: you see frank leave the house because it's just too much like his mars always is going on and crying every time that um, he sees them and he's let them down so he goes off traveling to find himself and to kind of be a part of the 70s sort of hippie movement of helping other people and it's like people call helping other people hippie and i i think it's quite um It's quite ironic that that's what it's kind of like. Well, you're being so like you're out there, man. It's like, no, I'm actually here doing what I'm supposed to be doing is helping other people and giving to other people. And that is the essence of love and and relationships is doing that. Yeah.
0: And the The trajectory, because here he is, Tony's looking at his brother, Frank Jr., thinking he has to be like his brother. Yet in the end, the brother, Frank Jr., wants to be like Tony.
2: That's right. Yeah. Have a bit of that um, courage to be able to go out there and and be himself and that's what he says you're an amazing dancer tony that that is your gift take care of it yeah that
0: is a great line
2: yeah it's wonderful
0: do you sing any songs
2: i don't just just acting and i'm having a great time doing it
0: you've also been in mamma mia you played sky um you come from Whopper, and you also were brad in uh rocky horror picture show
2: yeah yeah yeah, been in the industry probably about 12 years and I've played some, some really great roles and it's, it's nice to be back at the Lyric Theatre. I found out this is my fourth show here. So um, to bring another show with um, GFO, it's pretty exciting. But yeah, no, there's a couple of roles in there that I've um, really enjoyed being back here at the Lyric and I actually drove a car on here playing Kinicki in Greece. And so it's, um, yeah, it's really exciting to... You come and give a different flavour of who I am as an actor
0: I think that's really fantastic because of course there's such a connection with John Travolta obviously being in Greece and you were one of the boys 100%
2: yeah no it's it's, it, it, it's nice to be able to bring these jukebox musicals and iconic cult classics yeah live to stage
0: what's your favourite BG music?
2: Um, my favourite BG song would have to be at the moment How Deep Is Your Love it just sounds really beautiful four part harmony it's a really poignant part of the, of the play
0: and, of course, um, the whole show, well, I should say the movie, was actually made originally from a New York article about the rituals of Saturday night. What is your ritual on Saturday night if you're not working?
2: If I'm not working, it's a, it's a rare occasion, but um, I, don't, I love going out for dinner, you know, going to dinner with friends or a dinner party, actually. Maybe that, yeah. I I'd lo- I'd love to cook, but I love to go out with all my friends and, yeah, into the sort of the Asian infusion at the moment. But, yeah, that's my Saturday ritual.
0: Oh, Stephen May, I've absolutely enjoyed sitting down with you. I've seen you in a couple of shows, so I'm really excited that I got to speak to you. Sugars for opening night, and uh, thanks for sitting down with me.
2: Thanks for having me. See you soon.
0: What an exclusive with the cast. Did you know the B.J. song Stayin' Alive made history as the first drum loop ever to be recorded on a pop music track? Whilst the band was recording the soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever, their drummer was called away on an emergency. Under time pressure to finish the album, they found his best two-bar drum beat in the song Night Fever. Gaffer taping the ends of a 20-foot piece of tape, they physically created an external loop. They slowed down the beat and recorded a new groove. The song sits at 100 beats per minute. Coincidentally, this is the correct tempo when performing chest compressions in CPR. Pushing down to the beat of Stayin' Alive could actually save a life. Saturday Night Fever is playing exclusively in Sydney at the Lyric Theatre. Make sure you strut on down there and get a ticket. It looks like a whole lot of fun. I would like to thank my guests, the cast of Saturday Night Fever, Natalie Conway, Nana Matapule and Stephen May. This has been Let Me Entertain You Inside the Minds of Musical Theatre. Thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe and tell your friends. Most importantly, go and see a show. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. (laughs) Nice to be in orbit.